0: For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melanymitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hello, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and we are back. And it is crazy that This is the last day of the month. This podcast is actually airing on January 31st, 2023, and we are closing out the first month of the new year. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I've already done 12 months out of the year and I am sort of sliding in to the last day of the month. And I know that there are so many direct sales leaders that listen to this podcast and I'm sure you're feeling the exact same way, right? And like how many of you right now, you're trying to make sure that your team members, they hit their goals for the end of the month, right? They want them to hit their volume, their sales goals, their recruitment goals, we're trying to give all of the advice and the tips and motivate people to finish strong. And at the same time, we're over here trying to make sure we finish strong and we're bringing on new business builders. And we're also faced with the reality that some of the people that filled out our end of year survey and said they were going to be our rock stars have literally moved into the witness protection program. And what I mean by that is they're not responding to messages. They're not getting on calls. They're not showing up in the groups. They've literally stopped responding to any type of communication that you are putting out there. And so now you're, you're really left with this stark reality of what do I actually have? Who are the team members that have skin in the game? Who are the people that are matching my effort and my intensity? We now have that baseline data because we've made it through the month of January. And this is really where we have this clear picture of who we have to work with. And this is either a good thing or a bad thing. And it's a good thing if you have a lot of people that stepped up to the plate and are running strong. That means you have potential and you have some people to work with. But on the flip side of that is maybe you're looking around and you had a list of names of who your top producers were going to be. And they're not the people that have hit even the monthly benchmarks in the business and they haven't followed through on the things that they said they were going to do. And I don't want you to take that personal. What I want you to do is go inward and really say to yourself, all right, I have to be careful not to let this negatively impact my mindset. I have to be careful that I don't blame myself for these people and their lack of initiative and action. I now have to use this as a very clear direction that I need to get out there and I need to talk to more people about the opportunity in a very bold and empowering and independent and confident way. Because if I want to build my dream team, I need to get out there and speak to those people. And you're not a bad leader. You're not failing. You're not doing anything wrong. It's just a matter of saying, this is the reality of where I am today. And so what do I need to do? What are the goals that I need to set going into the new month, into the month of February? How do I need to adjust based off of what actually happened in January? None of this is bad. And I want to really encourage you in your in your leadership journey that nothing is bad it is just all data. It's all data upon which we make smarter decisions moving forward. And every single past decision that you have made is allowing you to make better decisions today, as long as you get really good at the data. Okay. So one of the things that keeps coming up for me, and what we're going to talk about today is burnout. And why are we talking about burnout in January? Because I have burnout on my mind and not in the way that I'm burning out, but in a way where I'm really asking myself a very, very specific question. It is how do I maintain my positive energy flow that I have right now for 12 months out of the year? How do, because that is truly what I believe is a big reason that so many leaders start and stop. So many leaders, and even ones that you're going to see on the leaderboards in February, what they did in January, you are not going to see those leaders continually show up throughout the rest of the year. Why? Because some of them are going to lit- literally burn out. They're going to run into the brick wall. They're going to start building resentment in their business. Exhaustion sets in, then lack of creativity sets in. Then we start to we start to slack off. We stop showing up. Our team stops producing and the whole thing unravels. And I don't want that to happen. And I do have the ability to have this unusual ability to just keep going, right? Especially when I have a goal, I will just bulldoze my way there. But I have really looked at my life very differently in 2023. And of course, we've all gone through these shifts and these changes as we've navigated through really an unusual past three years. And we've gone from this, you know, survival mode into I'll do whatever it takes. I've got to provide for my family. So I'm going to hustle. I'm going to build my direct sales business. And then we went into, oh man, the world's opening back up. I'm trying to balance two plates and I'm not feeling like I'm doing anything really well to a complete shutdown in 2022. And when I say shutdown, I mean mental shutdown, physical shutdown. People stopped even prioritizing work. They just were like, I'm done. I just, I'm going to do nothing. And so we saw the great resignation happen last year. And so as I went into 2023, I listened and I looked at all that data and I looked at my healing journey and what I've gone through over the past three years to really make sure that I've healed myself from some of my chronic overworking tendencies to the point of unhealthiness. And I've really looked at, you know, that point of setting no goals to having too many goals to how do I write down the middle? Make sure that as I approach 2023, I have this balanced approach. And the big thing that keeps coming up for me is how do I maintain this pace throughout the year? How do I continue to achieve at a very high level? I have some big freaking goals for 2023. I run a multi-million dollar network marketing business with tons of incredible leaders in our organization. I also am the co-owner of Chic Influencer, which is not a little business. We have tons of courses and an online community and a mastermind, a leadership mastermind. And I do private coaching and I teach and speak in in amazing places and we're busy and we have big goals and big revenue goals. And I keep saying to myself, how will I maintain this pace throughout the year? Because I'm excited. I'm ready to go. We hit our January goals. But the constant question under in my subconscious is, Melanie, how will you maintain this pace? How will you maintain this pace throughout the year? Because I don't want to be a start and stop entrepreneur. I don't want to be somebody that guns a and goes all in and then hits the brick wall and burns out. And so I want to share with you how I'm answering that question. What am I doing? What are those answers to how do you prevent burnout And how do you maintain a consistent cadence over the next 12 months? Because building a business is not a sprint. Building a business is a marathon. It is about finding a healthy pace. And I'm not a marathon runner. But I have trained for things in my past. (laughs) And so I would imagine that, and I could be very wrong. So all my marathon runners out there, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I would imagine that you don't just go out and run a marathon, right? I would imagine that you train for it you have certain days. And I know this because I have seen these marathon training calendars before is you have certain days, you do short runs, certain days you do long runs, certain days that you rest all together. And there's probably a right way and a wrong way to train for a marathon. If I'm, you know, assuming that you can burn yourself out. If you don't stretch before you run, or even afterwards, if you don't take care of your muscles, you have more injuries. If you don't eat the right foods, I'm sure that that affects the way that you run. Likewise, if your quality of sleep is not good, I would also venture to say that strength training is probably incredibly important. And those of you that are marathon runners probably and really are successful at it, you have a plan. You have a plan for rest. You have a plan for recovery. You have a plan for strength training. You have a plan for your running days. Nutrition is important. You're looking at the holistic approach. And when we are building our own businesses that have longevity, that stand the test of time, that can really go through all the wild and crazy things that are going to come up within a year. It is the people that have a well-rounded, holistic approach. So let's talk about what are those holistic approaches that I am taking in my business right now. So I'm always asking myself because healthy pace for you looks very different for healthy pace for me. I'm the kind of person that can manage a lot of tabs at one time. So I can run multiple businesses at the same time and not get overwhelmed. Although I do have a threshold and we each have a threshold. And so we really have to be able to say to ourselves, what's my threshold? And so as I've gone into 2023, I've really gotten clarity on what were the times in my career where I've actually pushed the threshold over the limit and what did that feel like. And I'll give you an example. In the fourth quarter of last year, in the fourth quarter of last year, so that would have been October, November, and December, we were redoing our planner So, you know, we launched the Direct Sales Done Right 52-Week Business and Marketing Planner completely redesigned. We relaunched our time blocker. We also, I launched a course, the Rockstar Recruitment Course in the fall of last year. I also opened up my Leadership Mastermind for enrollment. And then we completely reconfigured the way we do our business here at Chic Influencer. And we launched a course at the end of December. All of that happened in the fourth quarter. In addition to everything else going on in my personal life, my kids were starting basketball season. We had the holidays. We, I had the loss of two of my grandmothers, my two grandmothers over the holiday season. There was a lot that was going on. And even though I can typically handle a lot of demands, I had hit a threshold. And that threshold started to cause me to be short with my family. It caused immense mom guilt because I was saying yes to so many things. There were so many demands and so many deadlines that I felt like I was dropping the ball in my personal life. My relationship with my husband was non-existent. We were on two separate. He was running kids. I was working. There were a lot of sacrifices that were being made. And I could tell based off of my, my shortness and my mom guilt, and the number of hours I was working. And then ultimately, I did get sick, which I think that was just from being around lots of people. But my any regardless, anytime your stress level goes up, your immune response goes down. And so I had hit a threshold. I didn't like the way that felt. I was waking up every single morning, with that, that tightness in my chest that there's so many things to do. There's not enough time to get it done. It's run, run, run from one meeting to the next. Literally one meeting would end, the next one would start and it would go like that for eight to 10 hours a day. And I didn't feel like I was doing a great job. I felt like I was just checking off the boxes. I, at the end of December, sat down with Katie, who is my business partner and both of us. Actually, we had a conversation at one point in the midst of this, where I actually said to her, I left my child at home and got in the car and drove to the South Hills. Now, mind you, my child is 13, almost 14. I said, I didn't even know he was home. I just got in the car and drove to the tournament because and Matt never communicated. There was a kid at home. I'm like, I left my kid at home. There are too many irons in the fire. And she was like, if this is what hustling is going to be like, I don't want to do it. I was like, this is not hustle. This is absolute chaos. This is not what I mean when I say we're going to have to work really hard and double down. And we both really had this moment where we are like, we don't like the way this feels. And so as we moved into 2023 and as we really started to think about what this year was going to look like, some of the decisions that we made were around the threshold. What allows us to do our job well, to reach our financial goals and not reach the point where we are feeling like we're out of alignment in other areas of our life. And so when we sat down to create our budget, our marketing calendar for 2023. When we first planned it out, we weren't at our financial target. We had to walk away, come back a week later, think it on over, and then add some things to the calendar to allow us to get to our financial targets. So it was a process of really saying, what can we say yes to? What can we say no to? Where are we going to invest more time and resources so that we don't feel that burnout? We also asked ourselves critical questions like, do we need to do a launch between Christmas and New Year's? And we also asked ourselves critical questions like, what can we do to prevent that feeling of just threshold during launches? because launches are busy. And we came up with great suggestions. Like anytime there's a launch, we will not schedule one-on-ones. We will not do team calls. We will not have other meetings that are scheduled. During a launch, it will be all hands on deck. Immediately that takes the threshold out of the equation. So little things like that, allowing yourselves time to say, how do I clear my calendar? How do I make sure that when I'm going into a season where it's going to be a little extra busy, how do I take things off my plate and what does that look like? So that was really number one. The second thing that when I'm asking myself that question is how do I run at the pace that I'm running for 12 months out of the year and not burn out? The second thing that I say to myself, and this one is one that I have learned the hard way and it is actually rest. You know, before you tune me out and start answering DMs or, you know, talking on the phone to somebody else because you know all about rest, I want you to know that I used to get five hours of sleep a night. For some of you, that might be fine. But I want you to know that my ideal quality night sleep is actually eight to nine hours. That's when I function my best. That's not the same for everybody. I understand that. But when I was getting four and a half to five hours of sleep consistently seven nights a week for seven to eight years, do you know what that did to my body? That, that my friends, that did a number on my body and sleep affects your cognitive function. It affects your brain clarity it affects your processing time, your creativity, the way you interact with other people, and I will tell you, I might I was giving my all to my business but I had nothing left in the tank. And so I find that as I've healed myself from a lot of that inflammation and chronic fatigue, I can really see the signs of long-lasting lack of sleep. So it's okay every once in a while you're not going to get that recommended hours of sleep. It's okay. I don't do it seven days a week either, but I know that if I don't do it more often than not, it is going to affect the way that I show up. So as a high functioning, high performing CEO of two multimillion dollar businesses, you guys, sleep is a priority. The constant question I'm asking myself is how do I work smarter and not harder? And so that means that I know if I get eight hours of sleep, I can actually accomplish twice as much in a day if I only got five hours of sleep. Right there, that's a productivity hack that everybody should be all over. So say to yourself, when I'm well rested, I get more done. I'm more creative. I am better at decision-making. I'm able to show up and do the tasks that I need to do. So sleep is incredibly important to burnout. So make it a priority that there will be more days in your week that you hit your allotted number of hours of sleep than not. All right. Now, the next thing that I'm doing, that's allowing me to run at the rate that I need to run is I actually have to do things because there's demands coming in from all areas, all different areas. How many of you have people Facebook messaging you, Instagram DMing you, text messaging you, emailing you, and maybe even emailing you in multiple different emails that you might have? That is me. And then calling on top of that. And so there are times in my business day, like right now, as I'm recording this podcast, my phone is on the do not disturb mode. You can go into your settings on your phone and your computer if you have a Mac and you can set up what's called do not disturb. I have my do not disturb set to allow my close family to be able to ring through or to send a text message, you know, during that specific time. But nobody else. Everything else goes to voicemail. Everything else just goes in the messages and I don't hear it. So if you need to sit down and you need to spend two, three hours a day in your business, then maybe the do not disturb is the way you need to go. Because I know that when I'm getting a text message from somebody over here that needs this document from me, and then I'm getting a ding over here from somebody that wants to help out with a team call, and then I'm getting a ding over here from somebody else that says, I want more information on this specific service. Your brain is is every single time another incoming notification comes in, your brain is shifting its focus and it's shifting it away from the things that are actually needle moving. And in the direct sales done right planner, There's the income producing activity tracker. And we need to get through those activities. It might be sending an email. It might be writing a post. It might be doing your follow ups, providing content inside of your groups. And so you need that focus time where there aren't distractions, where you can focus on those things and get them done. So do not disturb has been a lifesaver. Even when I'm recording the podcast, it's do not disturb. When I'm writing in emails, it's do not disturb. When I'm preparing for a call, it's do not disturb. Why? Because I want to make sure that I get through a task faster and more efficiently and in less time so I can move on to the next. Do not disturb has been a lifesaver. And that even goes back to the days, if you've listened to previous podcasts of mine where I talk about time management, I also, and I'll just plug this, I'm sure you've heard me say it before, but there are no notifications on my phone, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, email. They don't buzz through. I don't see when somebody likes my post or sends me a DM. Why? Because it's a distraction. I want to make sure that when it's on my time blocker to answer my DMs, that's when I answer them. If I'm, you know, doing a puzzle with Landon and Bryce, I'm not concerned about who's in my DMs. I'm concerned about the quality of the interaction between my kids and I. That allows you to show up as your best self. That allows you to say, I don't have to do my business 24-7. It's off. If we don't hear it, we don't see it. It's it's not there. I will get back to it. And if somebody can't wait for you to do something with your family, cook dinner, clean up the house, play a game with your kids, They're they're not going to be your ideal customer or team member because they don't respect your personal boundaries, right? And so we just have to be clear about what those actually are. So unplug, you have to unplug. So whether it's do not disturb during work hours, but also I physically unplug physically. That means that even when I'm sitting on the couch and it's downtime, I'm not disguising rest as or work as rest. And that was a book that, um, oh, who is the author? I'm going to totally mess it up. I'm going to have to figure out what it is. But I was reading a book and it was all about, you know, this disguise. And one of the topics was about disguising. It's present over perfect. That's it. And Shauna Niequist is the author, but Present Over Perfect, she tells this, I was listening to an interview by Shauna, and she talked about how every night she would get in her comfy clothes, and she would get her cozy blanket, and she would sit on the couch, she'd open up her laptop, the TV would be on, the kids would be watching TV, her husband would be on the couch with her, and she'd be answering emails. But she was like, I'm resting. I'm spending time with my family. No, sister, you are working. You are working. Get away from that. If you're if you're spending time with your family, if you have to lock your phone in another room, do it. If you have to hide your laptop for a few hours, do it. Learn to just sit with your feelings and sit with your with your family and your relationship that time makes you become a more successful business owner when you show up because you feel rested, you feel quality of interaction. The other thing in terms of unplugging is I do something fun every single week. Now, I should say I try to do something fun every single week. And I will say 95% of the time I succeed in that. And I do much better in the summer months than I do in the winter months. A couple, about last year, I was going to say a couple of years, but really last year, two years ago, one of the leaders in my downline gave me this book and it was about having more fun. And it would, the goal was every single day to do something fun. And that's where this journey started with doing something fun every single week. And so I had to do something fun every day. So sometimes I just turned on the music and danced. Sometimes I would sing to my kids. Sometimes I would you know, build a puzzle with the boys. We would play a game. We would take the dog for a walk. I would do something fun. And then every night I would actually journal what the fun thing was that I did. I mean, that's how Enneagram three I am is that I had to schedule fun because I would rather, I tend to work more than anything else. Also about a year ago, if you said, what's your hobby? What do you do outside of work? I would have said to you, I don't have time for a hobby. I'm building a business. Hobbies don't exist. I don't, I don't have time for that. People have hobbies or slackers. But as I was studying these high performers over the past, you know, five or so years, they all have hobbies. They all have something that they do outside of work, right? Craig Groeschel, I think he's a pilot or he takes jujitsu. And I know other people who are runners, other people that are golfers, other people that play pickleball. And I started to say, I need a hobby. And I didn't realize the importance of the hobby until I took up golf. And I really was looking for a way to also connect with my husband, right, and do something that, that we could do together. And my boys are taking up that interest in golf. So I took golf lessons. And I realized within the first couple of times I took golf lessons and the first round of golf that we we did, I realized immediately the importance of doing something fun and having a hobby because it allows you to think of nothing else other than what you're doing. Golf to me is hard because I'm learning. I have to focus on my swing, my stance, everything, every detail, my aim. And I can't think about business, work, the issues that I need to address, the people that are coming and going, the people that said they were going to do things that are not. I can only focus on the golf game. And I love it. And I find that I skipped back into the house after a round of golf with Matt, ready to work or ready to enjoy the rest of my day with my family. And it gave me a little space to just live. And so if you're like me and you're in the grind season right now, what can you do? Just sit with this. I don't know what it's going to be. It could be coloring. In a coloring book, it could be taking a Zumba class. It could be, I don't know if that's a thing. Do people still Zumba? I have a friend that's taking a hip hop class and she is a dancer at heart. And I'm like, you go girl, that's amazing. I have another friend that did rowing. What is it that you pickleball? Take some pickleball lessons. What can you do that might be small that allows you to do something fun and joy filled that is not work every single week? I think that's really key is to not burning out, is having that well balance of I'm a high performer, yet I still find time for fun. The last thing that I'm going to say in this category is I learned to ask for help also. And I stopped thinking I needed to do it all. That's a really bold statement. I am a as Terry Cole in the book, Boundary Boss, would say, I'm a high-functioning codependent. All right? High-functioning codependent. That means I say yes to everything. If I think that I help everyone, I think I need to rush in and save everyone. I think I need to take responsibility for the whole company's goals. And if somebody has a problem, it is even if they didn't ask me for advice, it's my job to fix it. And I just rush in and I own it. I just own it. And then I resent people they don't even know it half the time because i then am carrying the weight on my shoulders when in reality i should have i should have shared the responsibility and so one of the things that as we i move into 2023 and i'm really saying how do i go through the next 12 months out of the year i am very clear on what i will own i am very clear on how this needs to run Running a direct sales team is a partnership with your downline. It is not you as the leader running the whole show. It is you inspiring, motivating, teaching, empowering, supporting. It is not you doing everything for them. We need to build people up. Yes, help build their confidence. But it is not your job and responsibility every single month to do all of the work. You may have to ask for help. And that's what I'm learning to do. And I understand that it's easier to just do it yourself, but that's not going to allow you the time, freedom, and the flexibility that you envisioned your life to be. It's going to keep you changed. It's going to change. It's going to make you resentful of the business that you do have. So where are you saying yes to things that should be a shared responsibility? Is it team calls? Can you start to ask other leaders to co-host it with you? Can you interview somebody? Can you ask somebody to speak on a specific topic? And maybe you mentor them on that topic and you help them prepare their speech, but they're ultimately in charge of the actual presentation. Can you go to your business partner and say, you know, "I, I can't commit to that because I won't be able to do my best? And even though I love the idea and I think that you're on to something, I don't have space to add one more thing to my plate, but I will support you if you want to move forward with this project. I can help you. I just can't take the lead. It's also okay for you to set business hours and to start beginning to say, it's not my responsibility to make everybody else succeed. It's actually okay to say, listen, if you're, if you're going to set your business hours from eight to five, and that's all you're going to work. And that's okay. I will respect and honor that. Then this is what the capacity is of what we can achieve. Because maybe you have been pulling the other half of that and you have been working, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week to try to make up for the the goals that you've set for yourself. So it is also beginning to just be realistic it's a speaking up and saying, I don't think we can get to that goal unless we're willing to do X, Y, and Z. And sometimes all you need to do is have that conversation and the other person is going to say, oh, well, heck, I didn't realize it was going to take more. What? Let's, let's brainstorm this together. Let's figure out how to get there. That's something that Katie and I do all the time. We sit down and we say to ourselves, this is the goal we need to get to. How do we get there? We're really realistic about what it's going to take, the sacrifices that are going to be needed to get there, and making a plan that honors both of us and our personal priorities because they're different, because we're different human beings. And we keep this constant check and balance. Every single Monday, we meet as a team and we talk about how things are going, how we're feeling, what's in alignment, what's out of alignment, how can we support one another in this journey? What are we doing to make sure that personally we're in check and everything's okay? So friends, today was uh, an episode where I need you to think. I need you to think. I need you to really take a step back and say, "I, I you." number one, I believe in you. I believe that you can achieve the goals that you've set for yourself. But I also believe that we have to do it a little more intentionally. We can't be Melanie Mitro of 2012 wrecking ball, just working herself into the ground. We can achieve massive success by making smarter decisions and working very, very intently on the things that really move us forward. Because there's a lot of things you probably are doing that don't even need to be you or don't need to be done at all. So who do we need to hire? What do we need to say no to? What are we going to do to honor our our personal priorities and boundaries, our needs and desires? And how do we build out the long game? What does the long game look like? Because yes, there are going to be seasons that I, just like I described in my fourth quarter of 2022, where it was imminent that I had overextended myself, that I had hit that limit. Yes, there are going to be seasons and I guarantee you, I assure you it will happen again but I know it. I'm better equipped. I'll be able to hedge it off. Probably not as bad as it was this past time. I am investing in myself. I'm reading books like Boundary Boss to help me feel more confident, empowered in the words that I need to speak truth into my life and how I want to show up. What are you doing for you? What are you investing in that is allowing you to grow in the area that you need to grow? Because like I said, in my last podcast episode, we can try to do it all ourselves. We can try to circle them out. We can try to figure it out. But why would we do it alone when we could have a mentor or a guide or a community that could help us figure it out too? So if this podcast episode, if it, if it spoke to you this week in a big way, I want to ask you to do me a favor you take a screenshot and will you tag me at Melanie Metro on Instagram? Tell me what your biggest aha takeaway moment was share this podcast with other leaders or individuals that are in it for the long game that are trying to prevent burnout this year that maybe have had unhealthy patterns in the past. Will you share it with them? And then go over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review. Tell me what you loved about this podcast. It helps it to be found by other leaders in direct sales that need healthy strategies for growth. And then visit the show notes. Or you can head on over to chicinfluencer.com and let's connect. How can I support you in your business? Is it through private business coaching if you're a leader? Is it through our community if you just need ongoing support and mentorship then your direct sales business? Is it through our foundational Direct Sales Done Right Academy? Or is it the Rockstar Recruitment course? Because you realize at the end of January, you don't have the team you thought you were going to have and you need to step it up. Let's get on that list so you can be a part of that Rockstar Recruitment launch that is happening in the very, very near future. All right. I hope this podcast episode inspired you to keep going to not burn out to recognize the signs faster to know that it's a long game it's a marathon it's not a sprint and we're all a work in progress we don't all have it figured out we're just one step ahead of the person that hasn't started yet thank you so much for hanging with me today and choosing the this podcast it it brings me so much joy to serve you in this way and i will see you back here for another episode of the women inspiring women podcast until then